0: We are in this together. What does that mean? It doesn't mean we're in this together against them. It means we're actually inside a system together. Not just one system, but systems inside of systems inside of systems. I'm Bill Shireman, and this is A Moment of B.S., the podcast of In This Together, a podcast for the middle majority, the 70% silenced majority, whose voices are drowned out by the amplified voices of the extremes on the far left and the far right, who are battling one another while we face challenges that we can overcome if we just rediscover our connection and come together. We are inside a system of enterprise. We call it a capitalist system here in the States. They call it a communist system over in China. It's a combination of free markets, particularly at the more local level, structured markets reinforced by fiscal policy at the national level, and a mix of tariffs and traditions and relationships in a global Industrial economy that's a mass production economy where certain areas of the world supply certain kinds of products and services. The output of that system is mass material production and an abundance of stuff that keeps all of us pretty busy making and distributing and selling and using the stuff and then throwing the stuff away. And that has been a boon to material prosperity. That's the economic system that we're in. Now, that system is, of course, encompassed by legal and cultural systems, legal systems of fairly recent vintage, cultural systems of much longer duration that have evolved over time to provide stability and order. Those systems are wrapped up in an ecosystem an interconnected set of complex, living, and adaptive systems. Systems like our oceans, our forests, our climate, which themselves are living biological systems wrapped in chemical systems, wrapped in physical systems, all of which operate according to rules of play set by nature or God or whatever you conceive the biggest system of all to be. Now, we as a species have sat inside our system and imagined it to be many things. But in the last thousand years or so, we've thought of our system not so much like a system, but more like a product, where ancient cultures saw something spiritual Many of us look at the planet more like a warehouse, a giant warehouse of stuff that we can use for our own purposes. And that concept has been really useful because we have used the stuff of the planet to build this really productive, wealthy economy that has allowed us to grow a global community of 8 billion people who are pretty much like us. Now, if you look at us like complex biological systems that we are, you see that there's a pattern in the evolution of these systems. The life of an individual, the life of a community, the life of a culture, the life of human beings is born in a highly creative phase, with a lot of diversity and a lot of experimentation, a variety of hominids that roamed the planet starting six million years ago or so, in that creative first phase of our existence. Now, the next phase that every complex living system goes through, if it survives, is the process of growth. The growth phase is when one or two strands of that complex system excel and flourish and grow like crazy. In natural systems, the first forms of life to really grow like that tend to be very. Energy and resource intensive. They grab all the resources available and they grow to a maximum degree. They have high birth rates and spread out quickly to cover the available territory. That's what humanity has been doing for the last half million years or so, particularly the last 500 years or so, growing from a half billion to a billion people and now to just about 8 billion people globally. Then, in natural systems, we go through a transition to a phase that I call development. That is when we have hit the limits to physical growth. It's essentially the end of our adolescence as a living species. If we're individuals, we end that phase when we're about 18, and then we enter into adulthood. And instead of growing physically as a living thing, we begin to grow internally, we begin to develop, we begin to become more complex and deeper and smarter, and eventually we hope wiser. And so in natural systems, those fast-growing, what they call R-strategists, reproduction strategists, becomes embedded in a system where feedback and adaptation leads to continual diversification and development. And I think this is the border that we are on right now with the emergence of the microcosm, the microchip, and all of the technologies that radically increase the amount of knowledge and data inside all the things and many of the people in our system. And if we follow the pattern of other natural systems that have excelled before us, this is our most sustainable and long-lasting system, the one that we're beginning right now. But it's a system in which we probably will be fewer in number and greater in variety and complexity, more part of nature than we have been for the last few hundred years. In forests, this process of succession moves from mangrove trees at the edge of the land, creating a kind of fabric where in between the trees, in between our species' organisms, are created a variety of niches, not just a few, but millions. And within each of those niches are the conditions that allow A variety of other organisms to emerge and flourish. And the system grows more and more complex. And as it does, it grows smarter in the ways that it uses energy and resources and gets much more out of much less. This, I believe, is the promise of the post-industrial economy and culture that's emerging right now. Now, post-industrial doesn't mean that we won't have industry anymore. What it means is that the industrial system will be wrapped in this more sustainable system of knowledge and connection. Now, this transition is very scary, and it should be, because it's a very dangerous time that we're in right now. But it's an opportune time. We are growing into our young adulthood as a species, as a community, and we're remembering the spiritual and the sacred. We're remembering the living system that we are a part of. Becoming aware that even though it seemed like we were in control in the industrial system, that was just because we were testing our power the way all teenagers do. Ultimately, we've learned that we can't just exercise that power without taking responsibility for the consequences. So now our adulthood is upon us. But in order to get there, we need to reconnect, realize how we're all distinctive individuals, part of a larger system. And when we connect with each other, we discover powers within us, within the broader life system that we did not imagine were there. That is what we mean when we say we are all in this together. Generations ago, when I first became an activist, we were recognizing as a community how we were exceeding the carrying capacity of our planet. And we pulled the brakes. We instituted laws and systems to slow down physical growth that was consuming the environment, the living systems around us. And much of that development, particularly in the developed world and here in the States, was halted. Those of us in the environmental movement were competing with the industrial movement. Our enemies were the giant corporations that were driving physical growth and the extraction of resources and the destruction of those living systems. And we were against them. We demonized them. We tried to take them down. And many of us still are. But it's time for us to recognize that a change has come. And we are now at a point where instead of just competing and trying to stop things from happening, we need to move from a psychology of stopping progress to a psychology of liberating life to fully express. And that means working together with those that we considered our enemies In this last phase, in this together is a community of donors and investors and NGO leaders and corporate executives and media influencers and citizens of all kinds, from service clubs and churches and environmental groups and garden clubs and schools and scout troops and many others, all of whom are part of connecting people and institutions and powers in various forms together to create a new culture. Our community has a first project, and that project is to save global climate and to do it in a way that engages us together in a healthy democracy once again. We have a clear agenda of pragmatic climate solutions that work. Solutions that 70% of us or more can support once we talk to each other across our various boundaries, red and blue, corporate and activist. These solutions not only have the potential to protect that living system, The climate that wraps around us, but also to protect the rest of the living systems that are all integrated with it. Our oceans and our forests and particularly our biodiversity, our storehouse of creative potentials defined by nature and ready to fully expand. No longer contracting in this global extinction crisis that has accompanied the last phases of this industrial economy, but further diversifying. While we're doing this, we're going to prove that democracy works, not mob democracy, where the mob of the far right and the mob of the far left battle with each other to see which mob takes over and destroys us all, but the genuine engaged democracy of the middle 70% of us. Those of us who may say we are progressive or conservative, we are capitalists or we are activists— but we understand that there's wisdom and learning from all of these communities and that we can learn from one another and accomplish together what we can never accomplish apart. You will never meet such a diverse and powerful set of people from so many different walks of life as you will meet in this together. You will never have the diversity of resources and ideas and the forms of power that are available to you, a pot boiling over with possibilities. You are a vital part of this community. This is your community. This is our community. And the only enemies we face, if they are enemies at all, are the challenges that we need to overcome, to evolve from our fast growth, physically consumptive, but highly productive wealth-building system to a higher form of culture that respects and brings together all of our different strands into a whole, that reweaves our social fabric. This may sound big, and it is, because this is nature expressing herself, but it's also very small and very local. These are ideas that can enable us as individuals to live lives of meaning and purpose, connected to each other in bonds of deep affection and recognition that we are ultimately all one. Take a moment right now and join up in this together at any level you choose. It's your opportunity to join a community that you would never meet. Connect up with people who you have nothing in common with except that you need and love each other. And together you can accomplish more than you could ever imagine apart. So join up. Text the word TOGETHER to 66866. TOGETHER to 66866. Visit our website, inthistogetheramerica.org. Receive our almost daily Podcasts and newsletters and videos carry out our actions of the week, participate in our monthly leadership circle, help us overcome the challenge of the climate crisis that we face, enhance the health of our democracy and move us to a higher level of democracy and appreciate together this amazing system of creation of life that we're all a part of. And that is not BS but I am connect with us in this together.